You're listening to a Glasgow Women's Library podcast. What you're about to hear are extracts from our What Women Talk About When They Talk About Sex discussion workshops, part of the Sex in the Women's Library programme 2015. For more information on the library, our Sex in the Women's Library programme, or any of our other work, please visit our website at womenslibrary.org.uk. Hi everyone, thank you so much for coming. It's brilliant to have you here. Tonight is our sexology discussion groups um, and it's within the wider sexology season which is all supported by the Welcome Collection and it's linking in with work happening in London and Manchester. Here in this discussion group we are working within the model of consciousness raising groups which was a radical feminist model of working together and meeting together that was developed in the second wave of feminism. So the idea is that women come together in groups that are safe spaces for women to talk about the things that they want to talk about and share their truths and explore their feelings about things. So we are thinking about that, we're using that model in terms of sex and sexuality for women in Scotland in 2015. In terms of our ground rules that we've agreed together, these are really important so that the group um, holds together and is safe for everybody. The most important one is confidentiality. So when we leave here, it's important that we don't take anything that we've said here with us and we don't attribute it to anyone. We can use a name that we'd like, so you can all pick a name that's not your own one. You can use your own name if you want, that's absolutely fine. They can be therapeutic, but it's not therapy. And unless someone specifically asks for advice, we're gonna try not to give advice. Try and use the I voice saying like I feel this for example rather than you feel because I is important and what you have to say is important and the personal is political. And finally we'll just try not to interrupt people while they're speaking. We'll try and hold each other to that and I'm sure it'll be amazing. So thank you all so much for coming and we'll get started. Adele, uh, who works in the Women's Library, was telling me about this other feminist way of exploring something. So I thought we might try that and see how that goes. I will say one word and it's deliberately a very normal word. The first word is hair. How does this relate to how you feel about your body or how other people think about this particular body part or how it relates to sex? And there's no right or wrong answers. It's just to get us thinking. This is a a very tricky one for me. I know when you hear hair in the context of sex, there's a particular thing that that comes up um, or that springs to mind rather. But one aspect of my body dysmorphia is that I I see... um, all over my torso, really thick, dark black hair. Apparently it's not there, but I, I see it. And certainly for a very long time, I, I couldn't have sex. I couldn't, cause I couldn't, I, I was too conscious of it. And now I still see it as there, but I, I understand intellectually that it's not. And I'm able to just, you know, get past it and I can take my clothes off and that's fine. But it was a real, it was actually a hair has been a massive block for me in just being able to have sex. So it's, um, yeah, as I said, there's then there's the whole thing, you know, with pubic hair and what you do with that. But that's not even, it's um, it's all an imaginary thing for me going on. That's really kind of gotten away. So fake hair, if you will. It's not even real hair. <laughs> <laughs> I've been cultivating my body hair for a while, like uh, since I was a, like 
young adolescent I would shave my legs and shave my armpits and then it's just like this is such a bore like so I've been kind of cultivating it and it's all <laughs> quite healthy but um it is interesting like I don't mind my armpit hair at all like I have no problem in like other people seeing that I don't find that embarrassing but I think leg hair was so was so primed up like a, a beautiful leg is a smooth soft hairless leg that like I don't often show my like hairy legs and my boyfriend is very supportive of however I want to be with my body but he has been making a few comments about how hairy my legs are getting <laughs> they're rivaling his which I do dispute but um <laughs> yeah I mean it's really hard to overcome that societal thing but like this is how I would like to be but I don't actually feel comfortable like sharing that with with people because people make judgments about you and like yeah you're aware that people find it unattractive and that does affect like your body confidence which is really important so I don't know how to how to get around my hairy legs it's funny with the leg hair thing because see like when I go to the gym and I have kind of cropped trousers on I'm always if I arrive and I realise I haven't shaved my legs I'm always mortified I think oh my god but see if I've been in a long term relationship at all I'm like this guy I'm not shaving my legs for him because yeah. as you say it's a chore so it's 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 funny that that one thing that w- when it comes to sex and leg hair I kind of just think well yeah that that's what it is but anything else mm-hmm. having hairy legs in public would be you know it's happened and I've been like disproportionately yeah, embarrassed yeah, and you think too. oh my god everyone is staring at my legs mm-hmm. even when people are making eye contact with yeah. you you're like they're still staring at my legs somehow so it, like what you say there's just so much judgment or something about it that you can't I feel liberated growing it but I'm not willing to share it. Do you know, I'm totally the opposite in terms of, um, like, at the gym. Because for me, uh, so growing up, I did uh, end up doing a lot of sport. And that, for me, was really liberating. It was all these teenage girls, and we only... Um, so we were playing hockey, so we only ever shaved between the, the shorts and the socks. <laughs> and because this was all of us talking about it, because we, we, were sawing, we saw each other... Our, our bodies every day like there was a group of girls that I was training with every day and so we knew each other's bodies quite well um, and that was the first time that any of because it was some of them were like the cool girls you know they were like the, the social elite and if they didn't shave their legs I was like right fuck it I'm not going to anyway this is clearly acceptable this is good so anytime I would be at the gym it wouldn't bother me at all that I hadn't shaved my legs and because I'm like well no this is my you know this is my space is exercising. I'm not here. I like I never wear makeup to the gym or anything because I'm no, I'm not there for that. Um, but I think actually, if I had hadn't shaved under my arms, I would feel uncomfortable. Mm. Interesting. I'd never thought about that until you <laughs> said that. There's only one part of my body I shave now: my left upper top. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's because it's near my mouth, and you you know it's written mm. like in it like that, and it feels like a total mistake. <laughs> And it gets to a point where it's sort of like, oh, I've got to go and run a razor over it. And there's one here on my chin as well. The other side seems to be okay. I mean, I've never plucked my eyebrows. Mm. I don't shave my pits. I don't shave my legs. I don't even bother with like, the occasional boob hair or anything like that. It's just this one mm. bit that I'm convinced everybody mm. else sees as sort of like half of a Salvador Dali or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of hanging down. And especially, I sometimes find myself doing it if I'm not at the moment, but in the past when I've maybe been wanting to have sex, it's kind of like, no, because I don't want, I don't want my partner to look at me and suddenly think, oh my God, 
It's like a lumber beard or something <laughs> happening on one side of my face, and it's really, it's really weird because it's like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to kind of sit and go, no, it's okay. I'm, I'm touching it just now, fuck's sake. Uh, and stop it. Um, <laughs> But I'm really, really aware of it. I think it's because it is on my face. Yeah, it's interesting what you say about facial hair because I, I do shave uh, everything. Um, but uh, yeah, kind of because I quite like the feeling of it. Like, I, I feel like a bit of a dolphin with my legs afterwards <laughs> and I like, I enjoy that. Just <laughs> weird. But um, yeah, I also get three chin whiskers and I, I get both sides of the old tash. And uh, also a random hair that uh, I call Frederick that sprouts <laughs> uh, from the middle of my forehead, like inexplicably. Um, the first time I noticed him, I was about 19 and in bed with a boyfriend at the time who kind of went to stroke some hair out of my face and realized it was attached to my forehead. And then it was like the most horrifically embarrassing moment of my life. And I was like, oh my God. Oh and then jumped up to the mirror and this big, like, it's like a unicorn. Um, it was, yeah, it was, and I just remember the, the feeling of, like, shame mm. at this thing on my head. And since then, I think that I do shave, but also if I have hairy legs, it kind of doesn't bother me. You know, like, I'm kind of like, yeah, or whatever, you know, if I, if I don't do it for, like, a couple of weeks because I just, I'm busy and don't have the extra five minutes in the shower, then I kind of don't care if people see that. But the facial stuff, mm. like particularly, like even if I notice it the tiniest little bit, I'm like, oh God, like it's it's almost like I immediately have to fix that. Um, mm. Because I'm just, I then just become aware of, you know, like if I'm talking to someone, I'm like, I can't even concentrate in the conversation because I'm like, oh, they can see my chin whiskers. Oh God, Frederick's here. Yeah, so it's that's an interesting thing mm. that I totally relate to. Also, but it's changing always. Hormones change, mm -hmm. hairs also think, hello. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nowadays, this problem. Yeah. Okay, I don't like the hair on legs, although I leave my legs hairy because I don't like how it feels when it's shaved. Because even if I may, maybe I don't shave them well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> even when you shave like five minutes later, I can still feel the, and I don't like this, my body feeling anywhere like a man's cheek. <laughs> Which is, um, and I, I also have tried to uh, make confidence various men who have um, back hair, for example, and, and they shave it. And it's like, don't do that because it's just so weird to touch or like shave the front. And it's like, I don't want to be touching a whole body which is like stubble, the whole thing. <laughs> it's like, but that's, I'm only used to have this on some. Face, the rest of it is much better if I can touch the, the hair. So, um, yeah, that's my... Um, and the, the face one, that's an, that's an interesting one, I remove with... Um, how do you... Teasers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, these here, recently, because I know that with the age, when you become older, the facial hair becomes more um, aggressive or something, and I don't like this to be a sign that I'm getting older. That's why I remove it, because they, they look to me when I look at them with my glasses, they look that they are a bit more bigger than what they were before when I wasn't touching them. And I'm thinking, right, it comes out now. <laughs> and, and that's the reason why. But I, I, I wouldn't put a um, razor. I, I just remove them with the teasers, precisely because I don't want to feel the, the you know, uh, the, on, on the face. Yeah. 
There's always that thing when you shave your legs as well. You know that one patch? Yes. You never catch. <laughs> I always kind of like the feel of it because it's sort of, it's so not like the rest of it, but it's really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> it's like leaving a patch of your garden wild. Yeah. <laughs> for, for bee pollination. <laughs> Yeah, I had a real kind of visceral reaction just when you said the word and I kind of <gasps> kind of feeling and, and a bit like what Laurie said in terms of um you know, I don't I don't always shave and more of laziness and things else. I have to get a real thing about my legs anyways. My legs are not very often in public show in any in any event. But the thought of being caught out in a public place with with my legs on show once but legs on show and hairy would is a terrifying prospect to the extent where for example if my kids say can we go swimming today I'll say to my husband you only need to take them because I haven't shaved my legs I mean that's how and I know that and, I, and then I go you're an intelligent empowered clever woman what are you doing but I can't get I, I find that really difficult to get past to the extent where I wouldn't go swimming with my kids because I hadn't shaved my legs because it is a real it's a kind of real visceral distaste I think which I've, which I've never quite got over I think that, you know, I'm 40, that's ridiculous. Um, and part of me, what I have, I have done it because I've had, you know, that stern conversation was like, don't be ridiculous, just go. Or I quickly say, give me 10 minutes and I go and shave my before I go. And, you know, part, and in my head, I'm going, what are you doing? Nobody is noticing. And I think that's the other thing is that actually I don't have a huge sense of what will other people think of me. I, I don't really live with that kind of sense of what will other people think of me and how do other people see me, except for that. It's the one thing that I'm really conscious of. And I don't really experience it in any other aspects of my life, but I do with regards to my legs and body hair. Um, I was just going to ask what do you think when you see other people's, say, unshaven like like say that and that's the thing it doesn't bother me it yeah. is a real self-critical self-loathing yeah. type thing and it wouldn't occur to me if i met laurie in the swim pool for example to, to be horrified at her yeah. legs. <laughs> so what the hell am i doing yeah. being horrified about my own i, I you know and I, it's, it's not that i'm not aware of it i'm acutely aware of what i'm doing and i think because i said before i've got a daughter and I, you know and you're acutely aware of not passing on those things so i'm very very careful not to say not to talk about weight or diets or all of those kind of things but my daughter knows because she'll say to me you don't ever wear skirts and I managed I don't make a big deal of it or I've never said it's because I don't like my legs or not but you know they know they know enough and they know you enough to pick up on those very unsaid messages um, and it's things like that that have made me in my head end up going to the swim pool having quickly shaved my legs or whatever it might be but what we tell you but if you know if your legs were done but your bikini line <laughs> no, that's another thing altogether. Um, and again, if I saw another woman, would I think I probably wouldn't think? Well, I, not I wouldn't think anything of it. I would actually think, good on you. But the thought of it for myself is horrific. I was just going to say, it's interesting what you were saying um, about people being judgmental. Because I suppose I have the same thought as you: as oh, I, I, people don't really bother about stuff. People are so. I kind of live with this idea that people are quite consumed with their own mm -hmm. stuff, that they're too busy doing that or judging themselves to judge other people. Um, and I was talking about this with a friend and she was telling me about when she kind of experimented with growing her leg hair but then went on holiday and that people were very sort of judgmental about it and so much so that she kind of ended up shaving her legs when she was there but she was saying that it was like a really difficult thing and since then has been really sort of aware of that um which yes yeah, it's, it's like it's 
it makes me kind of sad in a way because I'm like, oh well, why why is hair so offensive? You know, like it's just mm-hmm. it is a natural thing that just grows there. So what's the big deal kind of thing? And maybe this is just me, but I feel like you have to get quite close to someone to notice whether they're hairy or not. Do, do you know? Like I feel like if I was at, if yeah, if I was swimming in a swimming pool, like you said, and I was just you know doing my legs, and then as someone with unshaped legs walked in. I feel like I would have to actively be looking for it to notice it. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because it's not sort of like neon signs with like hair here, you know, like you just sort of live your life. It's funny how you don't know what you remember until people start talking about things, but um, so again, sport as a teenager and uh, when I played with the adult women, we would, uh, you have a shower after the match. Didn't actually happen at school. Very smelly. Um, but anyway, so the first time I played for the adult team um, and then everyone had a shower and I was like, oh, right, okay, I didn't know this didn't bring anything. Anyway, um, but then I kind of gradually built up the confidence to go and and you just think, well, I'm just going to, I need to have a shower because I'm all sweaty and I don't want to go home without showering. So I'll just kind of get over my worries about it. And I actually remember I was more ashamed of, I had a really like kind of grey sports bra that was supposed to be white. You know, I was more ashamed about that than I was like, no, I'm fine about my boobs, they can be out. Um, but I'd never come across the concept of doing anything about your pubic hair mm-hmm. until, and I think I'm just quite lucky because mine is very well behaved, like it stays exactly where it should be. And I've never, <laughs> I don't have any on my like my thighs or anything. So it was never, I never had to kind of trim the bikini line. I remember being in the showers and then all these older women had all these like landing strips and I was just like (laughs) I didn't know that this was an option (laughs) pubic topiary I didn't uh, this is new to me and I then then but that was the first thought of like total interest just like oh I didn't know this and then secondly it was like oh should I have you know like I I've been going completely natural in these showers and I, I guess I was like oh shit has everyone been laughing at me or you know, has everyone been kind of mm. thinking that she's completely, I don't know what the word is, unsophisticated? You know, it was that kind of, mm. I didn't know this was something I was supposed to be <laughs> dealing with again. <laughs> Another thing to have to think sort yeah. about your body. Uh, but it's just never really, <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all. I've experimented and I'm like, God, it's so much work. <laughs> and then also it's nice for like two seconds and then you've got mm. stubbly funny. Exactly. And nobody wants that. Exactly. It's like the ironing. That's the thing. It's like the ironing. It's just never finished. And you just have to start all over again. And quite far, I can't be arsed. I can't be arsed. I'm too busy. I've too many other things to be doing. And, but in the same token, part of me then thinks, is this, a, is this a kind of self-neglect thing? Is this kind of one of those things actually you might like to be doing, but actually all of everybody else's stuff comes first and that falls down the line and I do have moments of thinking well actually if I really wanted that is that a sense would that for me be a sense of self-care is it is that all part of leaving leaving your care or, 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 or your needs come below everybody else's in the family so I do have moments where I think maybe I would like to be doing that and I'm using my my essentially kind of liberated self to make excuses for the fact that I'm not actually taking care of myself in a way that would feel good for me is it self-care or is it mm-hmm. like, yeah. is it like <laughs> presenting yeah a body that you think is socially acceptable. Yeah, that is that is interesting because I often find myself thinking that like, do I shave because I think that's what society wants, or do I mm. actually like yeah. doing it, or do I just think I like like have I just told myself that I like doing mm. it? Like, I kind of have that debate quite a lot in my head mm. of like, is this is me choosing to shave all my body here a kind of the action of a woman who considers herself kind of progressive mm. and forward thinking and liberal or am I 
you know like am I not doing those things it's like yeah it's like an interesting kind of debate that I have with myself quite regularly <laughs> like, I had the same debate about push-up bras and I remember going through a real part of my kind of my own personal journey was about authenticity and being true to yourself and I remember having this huge like really long involved back and forth debate with myself about whether a push-up bra took away from my authenticity I mean I know that sounds completely ridiculous but at that point in my life it was really important actually what is this about is it about the is a push-up bra make me feel better in a way that is empowering for me to wear or is a push-up bra because I feel I should look a certain way or I feel that my boob should look two sizes bigger or you know and it's it's similar to what you're saying about the, the hair thing about you know at what point am I making decisions from an empowered place for myself and at what point am I making decisions because I have a, a construct in my mind about what I should look like that conflict kind of plays out in the, in exactly the same way for me, but also in another way in that if I'm in the a gym I used to go to had um, two shower cubicles and one public shower area. I always used to go to the cubicles and and because that's because I'm ashamed of my body and I don't mm-hmm. want to I don't want to expose myself in that way. That sounds like a flasher, I don't want to expose myself. Yeah. But like I don't want to be exposed in that way. Mm-hmm. On the flip side of that, I then have this other shame that's like you shouldn't <laughs> feel ashamed yeah. about your body. Yeah. And I get that with yeah. body positivity a lot, which I try to engage with and which I know is really well meaning. I think it I, I think as a rule it's it's a good thing. But I sometimes find if I'm talking about say I want to lose weight, I'm talking about that with my very body body positive friends there but like it's it's almost like there's a bit of judgment there yeah. because you shouldn't want to lose weight you should be happy with how you look so it's <laughs> it's sort of it's a, yeah it's a, it's a total lose lose yeah. it's like if i feel bad for being fat then i'm letting myself down for feeling bad so then i feel bad like it's so it's exactly the same conflict but yeah. just on yeah. two sides yeah. of it yeah like what it's, there's it's no way out of it yeah. It's really interesting hearing everyone talk about hair because um, I'm from Egypt, some of you know, some of you don't. And uh, hair is a big deal. The hair on women is a big, they shave everything. They shave everything and when you get married, they shave everything. A woman comes and there's something called halewa and yeah, and it's a big like thing and yeah. Uh, So hair on women is something that's really shameful and men constantly and I have, most of my friends have been boys growing up and it was just always there like, oh, did you see that? Did you see that in that film? And it's always like, oh, Europe, women don't shave their arms. And then I left Egypt four years ago. Um, and I realized for the first time, because I studied theater and performance, so lots of feminist performance and lots of like, we will grow our hair. And and for the first time, I remember seeing them and going, oh, and, and, and not liking what I saw. And then suddenly I kind of went, oh my God, how can I not like what I just, and then I started going through a, like self-reflection of, okay, why, you know, you sort of read lots of things and you see lots of things, but when you're like faced with it, it's sort of like, whoa, that, I did not expect that reaction that doesn't go with what's going on here mm-hmm. and then and then through the months it's become something so because I've been living here and all of these various friends and all of these people I've met um you just get really you, it's it's all about yeah you get used to it and it's just it, it's something that's totally normal for me so I've stopped even thinking about whether like sometimes like shaving and shaving for me it's, it's like putting color in my hair like sometimes I do it sometimes I don't and I've really stopped being self-aware of it and I forget about it and go to Egypt and they get a lot of attention and of course they all get lectures and they're like ah Europe and you and I'm like oh you know fucking this is why we're not doing anything with our revolution and lots of clashes on that and uh, 
And then it's it's been really liberating for me sexually because uh, I had a big problem with the first love of my life. Um, it was horrible. And uh, a big problem for him was the pubic hair, which is something because we don't discuss sex at all in Egypt. Um, and I was already really like, don't want to show my body to people and stuff. And suddenly I'm having sex and something illegal and, uh, and all of that. And suddenly he had a problem with my pubic hair, which I couldn't deal with. I was like, but, but why? And I, again, I'm not very, I'm not very hairy particularly. I don't do my bikini line or anything. And it was something that was such a, it was something reoccurring. It was something that's such a big deal that um, I don't, yeah, I don't, you know, if I do anything down there, it's for my own pleasure and for my own uh, needs. But, um, but I've really, yeah, I, yeah, I really, it's really interesting to hear that from, from, from all of you, because like for me, Scotland or Europe in general has been a very different space. And one of the things I always tell people, especially my friends back in Egypt, especially the boys, is that it's sex is so much better. I always tell them, you guys really suck. <laughs> like, you make you make you women so self-conscious yeah. that it's impossible to orgasm. It's impossible, and they get really and they get really scared about it. Because sometimes they'll like send me questions, and they're like, "Okay, so do do you think though?" I'm like, "I faked it before I even knew what an orgasm was." I give them all like, "I'm like, uh, while here, I find men are quite sexually are quite uh, really don't care. Like, I've never experienced that ever in my life until I." Started having sex with European men where they don't, they really don't care. Um, I maybe I've been lucky in that <laughs> regard, um, but yeah, I've never ever, um, yeah, felt that um, self-conscious. But apparently, yeah, still, still sort of a problem here as well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, New Year at a party, and uh, two my friends ended up basically getting together at the party. And so she kind of came into my uh, my room, and she was like, "Just to let you know, you don't need to." She was supposed to be staying at mine, and I was like, oh, "I'll just get the sleeping bag and blah." And she was like, "You don't need to worry. I'm actually going home with everyone." I was like, "What?" <laughs> so exciting. Anyway, I've been wanting it to happen for ages. Um, and uh, then she was like, "Oh God, I had not prepared for sex. Like I've not done any grooming." So then we had this like huddle of like me and her and another like best pal, and we were like, "Okay, well I've got a razor heat like." you know go ahead you can have a shower if you need and then we had this like whole conversation and she was like wait like because I, I know he's a feminist and i'm a feminist and we're all yeah, feminists and this shouldn't be a thing <laughs> and then we were kind of like doing that double thing we we're like yeah but is it to make you feel comfortable yeah. and she was like well kind of is but it's not really and then she was like right he knows he's getting some sex so he is i don't think he'll care and we were like exactly like i think if it comes down to it and then he goes oh no then <laughs> then he's not his feminist exactly and apparently it was delightful so <laughs> yeah if, 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 if someone won't have sex with me because of that then I don't want to see yeah, that person yeah, ever yeah, again yeah. like that's yeah. my yeah, yeah that's the test <laughs> <laughs>